The Diesel Performance Podcast contains explicit language. This is Paul Wilson, and you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. No Danny today, folks. He's uh, out of the office and unavailable, but that's all right because we're going to bring you some really exciting talk with Mr. Ryan Jelinas of ATS. How's it going, Ryan? Uh, doing well, guys. Doing well. Yeah. Or guy, I guess. Yeah, guy. Just me today. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining guy. us. I appreciate it. Absolutely. No, happy to uh, happy to call in and chat with you guys. So, Ryan, we're going to talk today a, a lot about diesel events and different events going on in the industry and what kind of events there are and what do you bring to an event and kind of what to look for and how do you gauge events and things like that. But first, I always like to ask our guest, how'd you get started in diesel? Uh, boy, that's a long question. Um, the... Uh, the onset of my career was I worked at a car stereo in window tinning. I actually was part owner with a high school friend, and uh, Brad Exton from Fast Fuel System got sponsored by Sony um, in one of his road racing trucks, and he brought it in for us to do all the work. And uh, long story short, Brad and I became pretty good buddies, and I was... Uh, be attracted to the industry and so eventually i uh, uh kind of withdrew from my business and started working with him um over at fast and going and doing shows and dealer trainings and things like that which led me to working with clint and ats which has uh, led me to also working with uh lenny over at dynamite as well so i've uh, had a pretty pretty long career uh in the diesel industry but is for at least is how young it is, but uh, almost all of it has been traveling, um, doing dealer trainings, uh, visiting wholesalers, but also going to all the events uh, around the country that uh, are kind of the must-sees. A true slut of diesel sales. I love it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so I, I know that at ATS, any event I've ever showed up to, you've been there. And it just sure. <laughs> seems seems like I see your Facebook feed come up, and you're always posting a schedule that includes every weekend throughout the entire year. It seems. <laughs> I think last year I did 29 shows, and I was on the road for about 211 days somewhere oh my in there. God, plus or minus a few hours, I'm sure. <laughs> so, and a lot of that's driving because I have this trailer that we take everywhere, so we can set up this tent and sell T-shirts to all the fans and. Um, you know, kind of have our whole kind of dog and pony show traveling behind me. Plus, we get to bring a, a vehicle outfitted with all the parts that we sell so people can kind of see what we do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you guys do have one of the best displays I've seen. You always have the trans rolled out and some cutaways and some different turbos and obviously a ridiculous amount of T-shirts. So it's always an easy booth to spot with all the purple around it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. The purple around it and the empty cans of beer behind the tent, I know. Um, okay. Those are the customers. Are the customers. <laughs> always, <laughs> always, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so if somebody's new to diesel and they're looking at an event calendar for the year, if, if you had brand new to diesel in front of you, what are some of the events you'd recommend that they have to go see? Okay, so there are... Three or four different categories, I would say, of show that's out there. You've got your drag races, your sled pulls, your dyno days, and then usually on top of that are sometimes like a, a show and shine car show or like a um, a cruise or something like that. We don't do as many of the cruises and show and shine, so tend to be more regional, and there are more sled pulls than you can throw a dead cat at. <laughs> um, so we definitely try to attend the 
super big sled poles, but those don't do so well as far as like vendor alleys and booths are concerned. Most everybody's butts are glued in the seats. They want to watch the tractors or they want to watch uh, the trucks go down and, and uh, trailer racing is what we like to call it. Um, and then uh, the drag races, a lot of times, will have a, a sled pole with it. Um, and they'll have a show and shine that day. And sometimes they'll show, uh, actually bring a dyno into those as well. Um, if I were just wanting to kind of get a taste of all the different things that uh, the diesel community had to offer me, I'd probably try and hit up one of those shows. And the uh, the ODSS, the Outlaw Diesel Super Series, and uh, the NHPA Hot Rod Diesel Association, uh, both have uh, year long calendars. As well, at least starting like in uh, you know April or March and ending somewhere in like October, you can potentially see something regionally. Can you give us some examples of some of the best shows out there in the country? Sure. Um, I mean, the, some of the oldest, the two oldest shows that I think we've been attending is uh, ODSS um, does both of these. There are the TS show in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and the Shides show, uh, Shides Diesel, Diesel Extrand, uh, Extravaganza, excuse me, in Terre Haute, uh, Indiana. Those are multi-day shows. Uh, those are some of the biggest sled poles uh, you'll see, especially since it's kind of set up in the Midwest. Um, you could bring an RV and camp for the weekend. Um, I think Shide estimates about 35,000 people at their their event. So it's it, it's very big. Um, in the evenings, it's quite a bit of a party atmosphere, as you know. You've been to so many shows. <laughs> um, uh, and, and so if I was wanting to go out with, like, some buddies and ice down the keg and just go to kind of a knockout, dragout, fun weekend, I would definitely pick one of those two shows. If I was wanting to go for a day, and just, like, maybe take the kids, that kind of thing, I would totally hit up any of the NHRDA shows. Randy puts on a really good show. They're family-friendly. It starts in the morning. It ends in the afternoon. And then they do uh, sled pulling kind of in the evening. He has a couple that are two-day, but for the most part, um, it's kind of like a hit it and quit it, go have some fun, um, and then go home kind of a thing. Uh, the other ones are kind of more of a this weekend we're doing shied kind of a thing. Right. <laughs> so you kind of prepare for that one. Shides is Shides and TS are both huge events, and I'll say that when I attended TS, what I what I liked about it is how spread out they had it. So the show itself, mm-hmm. you know, the sled poles are at one place, the drag races are at another, but at either venue, there was just a lot of room. You know, you didn't feel sure. like you were really nuts to butts, right, um, all the way across. Yeah. So it was nice to kind of spread out. TS, I also remember going to like three in the morning is the one drawback I saw to it. <laughs> yeah, you don't get a lot of sleep at, uh, at TS or Shy, that's for sure. Uh, uh, this year, unfortunately, TS had a little bit extra rain and uh, didn't get to do as much on the flood pole day as, as we normally would. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, either, either one's a great show. Like I said, if, if you were from out of state, um, you know, pretty far away, 100, 200 miles, uh, it's shows that are worth driving into if you're a diesel enthusiast or flying into for sure, um, just because of the size, scope, spectacle. Uh, I'm sure a lot of vendors can attest that, you know, TS and Shide are some um, can't miss, and so everybody's set up. I mean, everybody is there, so you can go talk to some of your favorite vendors um, that maybe you wouldn't see at like a local brush pole or a local dino day that can't quite make it out or bring the whole rig out for something like that. But um, those, those events tend to be some, some can't-miss uh, events. Okay. This is Nick with Calibrated Power Solutions. We're happy to sponsor the podcast because we believe knowledge is power. Everyone in the diesel performance aftermarket needs accurate, fact-based information 
to get the most out of their truck, you included. So be sure to check out calibratedpower.com or duramaxtuner.com for reliable info that you can count on. And if you'd like to talk to us, give us a call, 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. Back to the podcast. Okay. What are what are some of the common mistakes, guys who are new to going to diesel events, guys who are brand new to diesel? What are some of the mistakes they make when they go to these shows? What are they missing? Or maybe what are the... Well, the biggest faux pas I see at the at least the bigger you know multi day shows is they drink too much too early. <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy who's face down in an inch of mud kind of thing, all his buddies draw on him. It's not necessarily the guy I want to be, but you know what? Everybody goes goes ham every now and again. Um, but gosh, I don't know, Paul. I don't really know how to answer that one. I mean, if if I'm going to a diesel event, I'm gonna you know bring your truck. I, everybody's there with a the truck. I bring a cooler. Uh, most of these places let you bring a, a cooler full of beer in and kind of hang out. Um, you know, be respectful to the the racers and, and everything like that. In the in the daytime, it's kind of a family atmosphere. I've seen lots of guys get arrested or kicked out because they go a little too hard in the in the uh, in the earlier hours, and then in the <laughs> evening, then kind of let loose. You know, cut the sleeves off, whatever you want to do. Sure, sure, okay. Um... Do you still like going to dino days? Yes, I do. Because typically the dino days I go to are for a special customer. Um, you know, we'll try and... So since I drive as many places as I do, let's say I'm going to a show in Indiana or Texas, and I'm based in the St. Louis area. If there happens to be, say, a dyno day in Oklahoma the weekend after or the weekend prior to a race that's in Texas, I'll make sure that's in my way on the way home, and I'll, I'll, go, I'll definitely go hit those. Uh, some of the other dyno days I go hit, um, I'll, I'll actually just fly up just to go to that dyno day. I actually just got back from Canada. Um, uh, from the Supreme Diesel Challenge up there in Grand Prairie. Uh, it's it's far enough north to where it does not get dark up there. Um, <laughs> so that one goes super late because you don't know how late it is. Uh, but after the first day, he does a dino day in a burnout contest. Then he brings everybody back to his house uh, for a big barbecue. And uh, we shoot skeet. And he's got big guns and all huge shooting range. We have 50 caliber um, uh, sniper rifles, and we blew up watermelons with tannerite and all this kind of good stuff. And then the next day was like a 16-hour quad adventure through all these big swamps and things like that. So those, those there are those dino days um, as well. But uh, I, I do still like it. I like seeing uh, some of the new trucks are making some ridiculous power. Like when you see a six-liter go up there, and you're like, yeah, right. And then it makes 1,800 horsepower these days. You're you're a little bit floored at what some of these things are doing these days. Uh, so that's always held my interest some. Uh, but uh, the community itself tends to be what is my draw, or at least what I find the most entertaining. I, I'm sure there's some people who go there for ideas for their trucks, new wheels uh, or new engine modifications or new paint jobs or, you know, wh- whatever they want to do with, uh, you know, their passion kind of a thing. But for me, since... Um, uh, you know, this is a profession, a career for me. I like really going just to kind of connect with um, the customers that, you know, end users that buy our parts, but also the guys who are selling our parts every day. So we can kind of be connected. And a dyno day is more of an intimate day. It's less hectic, and you get to connect with them usually a little bit better. And a lot of people are usually floored when you're at a dyno day. Like, you, you're all set up at a dyno day, and they're like, why are you here? <laughs> and you're like, because I like coming out for this stuff. And, and uh you know, and you get to chat with them about uh, what they want to do with their truck, and you can see uh, how much, you know, everybody really digs this. 
Absolutely. No, I mean, it is always a lot of fun to get out and actually meet some of the end users, isn't it? To where these are the guys Mm -hmm. who are working full-time jobs, nine to five, and they're putting all of their money into their trucks. And I definitely agree with you. It's a great chance to get out and connect. What are some of the common questions that you get when you're out at events, Ryan? Uh, Well, if I have a turbo on the table, everybody asks me how much boost does it make, and then they want to know how big the inducer size is, which is the two questions you should need to know about a turbo. (laughs) Uh, But but, uh, uh, other than that, you know, I'll usually have my truck next to the booth, and the hood will be popped. Um, And so they'll ask me what I've got done to it um, and what kind of power it's making. Uh, We have a large engine and cutaway transmission stand. Um, and so a lot of people are usually curious about how the inner workings uh, are. We've got a 68 RFE that's cut away, which is a pretty complicated transmission. Um, so they're very interested in how that works and the kind of theory of operation behind uh, that. And then I can kind of show them what we do to, to make it better and change it. Um, and then, uh, I mean, even all the way down to how much is a T-shirt or how much are your smaller parts that we kind of have laying out there. We don't sell anything at shows. We just bring display items for people to kind of hold and touch and, and see. You know, I'm sure a lot of guys may have seen a part they wanted to buy in a magazine um, or have been uh, adding it to their wish list in their cart on uh, one of the uh, retailers' websites or something like that. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's cool for them to come out and actually see it and touch it and feel it. And uh, then maybe, you know, in my line of work, since I'm a, a sales slot, Hopefully, they make buying decisions. <laughs> 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 I hear you there. I hear you there. Okay. Um, how about drag racing? If I was just balls deep into drag racing, mm. do you think it's it, it's the World Finals that's the best drag World race Finals. event of the yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, those are the baddest trucks on the planet. Um, I mean, you're going to have uh, the rails out there. You're going to have uh, really fast super street. Um, you're not going to have as many work stocks to sit through. So, like, it, I don't know exactly how the point qualification works for for NHRDA off the top of my head. Um, but it is an invitation race um, when World Finals comes up. So you, you have to have acquired a certain X amount of points. Right. And there's so many positions um, that they're going to fill. So you're going to get a little sample of everything. Um, and you're going to see, you know, the big three, you know, Ford, Dodge, and Chevy, uh, all with kind of different horsepower builds. And then again, just like your um, with with your TS or Shide, you're going to see a massive amount of manufacturers. I like going there because the crowd is good and and uh, people really enjoy that race. But yeah, if I if I just wanted to see the best drag race, I'd probably pin that onto World Finals right now. The TS drag race is pretty good too. Uh, but the uh, that uh, that World Finals one, Randy puts on a, a heck of a good show. You know, I know sled pulling is obviously the most popular in the Midwest, and it kind of pans out as we go west. It's still pretty yeah. popular out east. Um, how about sled pulling? Where, if we were to take the Midwest out of it and take TS and and Shides being the two biggest sure. events, what are some other good sled pull events to go to? Well, um, I mean, anything that's sanctioned PPL is pretty nice, which that if you're taking out Midwest, you take out most of the stuff. There's uh, the Rudy's shows uh, bring in a PPL poll. Those are ODSS shows as well. Um, and then kind of if, if I wanted to go sled pulling out west, um, you know, one of the best shows uh, is Alligator for Horsepower. 
they let you dirt drag and sled pull. And the sled, um, actually Lenny from Dynamite owns that sled. They're putting it on this year. Uh, but uh, it, if you wanted to, like, try it yourself and you wanted to go dirt dragging yourself and beat on your truck a little bit, I actually take the truck that I travel the country with and I, I actually compete with it at the, <laughs> uh, the alligator one. That's actually a pretty good uh, one to do. Um, some of the sled pulling in Colorado and Wyoming's actually gotten a lot better too. ATS actually owns its own sled and helps uh, uh, with, uh, well, it owns part of a sled and owns part of a sled pulling organization called the NSPA. So we try and help out in, in that area as much as we can uh, with the sled pulling. But of the, the big, big ones, I mean, most of the good sled pulls are generally regional. And uh, if you rip out the Midwest, um, sled pulling kind of gets small. You know, it's starting to grow a little bit out west um, uh, with the uh, like the Northwest Truck Pullers Association. If you're up in kind of the Washington or Idaho area, um, with NSPA, if you're kind of in uh, Colorado, but if you go to Arizona or uh, California, I think you might be a little hard pressed to uh, hook to a sled every weekend. To be honest with you. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's kind of what what I'm seeing here, and I guess I guess I say that because I'm in the Midwest, right? So I I'm used sure. to sled pulls. I like I can't even imagine a world where there's not a sled pull every weekend, at least two hours away, or at the most two hours away from you. It's just so we sponsor a sled puller by the name of Josh O'Connor out of um, Grain Valley, Missouri. Uh, I know Josh was smoking diesel. Yeah, you know Josh. Hey, smoking diesel performance, yeah. and uh, we base his sponsorship based on the hooks how many times he actually hooks the truck with our logo on it. And last year he attended and hooked the truck 53 different times, <laughs> which is insane to me. 53 times he would tell me sometimes they'd go hook some charity thing on a Thursday and then go to a two-day, you know, Friday, Saturday, and then go hook on Sunday. They'd hook the truck four different times in one weekend. <laughs> and it um, blows my mind. So if you're in the Midwest and you're not going to watch truck pulling and you've got uh, a diesel truck, I, I don't know why you're not doing this. I mean, like this uh, next weekend, just here in uh, Marthasville, Missouri, where Fast is located, and I still live, um, they've got a mud bog and uh, and tractor pull, and nobody in the anybody except for in this area is going to hear about it. Right. Um, it's just not a big national event. So the things you and I are talking about right now are mostly the national events. But you know, if you're in the Midwest or, or you know actually anywhere you're at, that diesel's starting to grow up pretty. Uh, aggressively and so uh, anything from dino days to show and shines to your sled poles and your mud bogs uh, things like that are are regional and fun and uh, they're worth going out to and you know and and some of them are extremely family friendly and some of them are knockout drag out drunk fest Uh, (laughs) just kind of pick your poison so (laughs) that's a really honest way of categorizing them i totally agree um Okay, dirt look drags. At, look at our demographic, Paul. Look it, at the demographic. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, dirt drags is another thing that I keep seeing pop up. And when they first came around, I just assumed somebody didn't have a drag strip and they were racing through a farm field. But <laughs> it, it's literally, it's becoming more and more popular. I'm seeing it pop up at more and more events. And guys like Alligator, they literally let you race anything. Bob Peterson yeah. came back to the office with a first place trophy for rental cars. I'm like, hold yeah, on, wait a absolutely. minute, wait a minute. You race the <laughs> rental car? He's like, yeah, it was a piece of shit, but I was the only one who could launch. Like, yeah, exactly. No, it, it's uh, it's one of those super uh, low barrier of entry. You're not going to get going that fast. You'll probably go 60 mile an hour. It's a pretty short course, typically, like um, you know, two, three hundred feet or something like that. I mean, it's, it's not very long at all. Yeah, um, and you don't really break parts. 
you know, you're in four-wheel drive. No matter how hard you launch it, all the tires are going to start spinning. Um, I think my exhaust fell off last year <laughs> or something like that. That was the worst thing I had happen. Um, and we didn't have anybody really break anything. You'll chip some paint um, from, from slinging rocks up and things like that. But uh, one of the trips I went down the track, I had four guys in there, and we had the stereo blared up and, and uh, you know, just pedal to the metal and have some fun. Um, the dirt drags, I, and I know some are probably a little bit more organized and serious than that. I think uh, Firepunk has uh, a set of dirt drags coming up that uh, actually are pretty heavily attended. Um, but they're just fun. You don't break the truck. It doesn't go too far, so you don't stress it out. I, I doubt EGT gets above 1,000, um, just, just going that little bit of distance. And uh, like I said, I mean, it's, it's a good time. It's Like I said, the barrier of entry is low. If I had just a truck that you know, had a tuner and you know, maybe a lift and wheels and tires on it, and I just wanted to go have some fun with it, then I would totally enter it into a dirt drag. Like, you're not going to tear up your truck. If there's three things besides a diesel truck somebody should bring to an event, what are they? Uh, a cooler full of beer, always, and, and water, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 for your girlfriend, right. <laughs> <laughs> if you attend as many shows as I do, this is going to sound super old and like you need to grow up, Ryan, but sunblock, dude. I've gotten so burnt at so many shows being outside of the tent, and I've seen so many guys that are so insanely red. Um, and, uh, boy, what else would I bring to the show? Cooler, sunblock. This guy's got uh, beer, and he's, and he's not getting sunburnt. He literally doesn't know what else to think. Oh, oh, okay. If you have access to it and they allow it, golf cart or a razor, particularly on the larger, more expansive ones. Every time, like I just got my golf cart for the year. I'm trying to figure out how to get it into my trailer. I'm always so (laughs) jealous of everybody with golf carts and razors. But if if you've got one and you can bring it and they'll let you bring them in there, some of the shows don't allow it. But it it becomes a huge pain in the butt. Plus, you don't want to wheel around a cooler, and and Yetis don't even come with wheels. It's an eight hundred dollar cooler with no flipping wheels. Stupid (laughs) as shit to me. But whatever, I ran over. Um, Yeah, like I would totally bring some mode of transportation motorized. How's that? Ryan, you've been such a, a pleasure to talk with today. I really appreciate you helping our listeners out with learning more about diesel events throughout the country. If anybody wants to get in contact with you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, you know what? Email's real easy for me um, or my Facebook page. Uh, so uh, just Ryan at ATSDiesel.com or Ryan Jolinas at DynamiteDiesel.com. You can get a hold of me. Um, but like I said, the Facebook page is pretty easy. I, I accept most friend requests as long as it uh, isn't clearly people one. <laughs> but if you have any questions about a local one or if it's family friendly or if they allow motorized scooters and things like that in there, just uh, hit me up. I'll be happy to share whatever knowledge I've got. Thank you so much. And listeners, please keep the comments coming on our uh, iTunes account. We really need those and they help other listeners know that it's a great podcast. The Facebook comments have been really steady. Please keep them coming in. Danny and I try to stay on top of all of our social media outlets, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, and whatever other new crap they've made up this week. Uh, This has been Paul Wilson. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Paul. Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. 
Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped tunes for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out calibratedpower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. To reach out to the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email paul at duramaxtuner.com or danny at duramaxtuner.com. Some of them are extremely family-friendly. And some of them are knockout, drag out, drunk fest. Uh, <laughs> just kind of pick your poison. So. <laughs> That's a really honest way of categorizing them. I totally agree. Um, okay, dirt look drags. At it, look at our demographic, Paul. Look it, at the demographic. Oh, yeah. <laughs>